Hello, everybody, and welcome to another mini-episode of the I Think It's a Classic podcast. My name is Tannis Gale, and I'm joined from across the country by my friend John Brummer. John, how are you doing today? I am doing great. I actually am doing really great today. Why are you doing really great today? Really great because um, I woke up this morning, I went to work, and while I was taking a little break, I happened to check Facebook and found out I won Riot Fest tickets for me and my son. You, so you, I am pretty happy today. You won Riot Fest tickets? Yes. Have you not been paying attention to my Facebook? I thought we talked about this. You were only allowed to look at my Facebook. <laughs> I have a strict unfollow policy on your Facebook profile. Oh, God damn it. The, you are breaking the rules, my good friend, or <laughs> used to be good friend. You know what? You can eat a bag of dicks and not the good ones from Dick's Restaurant in All right. Seattle okay, John. that I miss dearly. True story. I did read your Facebook post. So next time oh. you bring up something on the show I already know about, I'll just be, I already know about that. Next, next thing. No, don't do that. I liked this little conversation <laughs> we had. No, that's fucking awesome. Tell me, tell me how this happened. Tell me how you well, won Riot Fest tickets. I saw that they had posted a thing that said tag a friend that you'd like to take to Riot Fest. They actually did this like a week ago, and I tried tagging my son in it, but he doesn't have a Facebook. So that did not work. Also, I did kind of notice that they generally seem to pick um they they seem to pick their winners from the people that like commented the earliest right so i just happened to see that they had you know posted it like 45 minutes before i had seen it and so i called up noah or texted noah because i was still uh a ways out of town um doing my job and i told him to make a facebook um, I, like I said, I tried to do it the week before, but he didn't have a Facebook. So I don't think they counted it. I don't know. Or maybe they didn't even see it, but I was like, dude, make a Facebook. We're going to try this for real. He made a Facebook. I tagged him in it and it was supposed to be, you know, make your comment by like 6 PM. And I, you know, waited until after six, the last contest I saw, they chose the winner about six ten. Um, I started looking about 6.20, and from then on, the rest of the night, I spent every 10 minutes looking to see if they had picked a winner yet, and they still hadn't. I woke up this morning at like 3.30 a.m. Uh, to go to work, and I looked at my Facebook, and there was a notification, and when I clicked on that notification, there was the Riot Fest logo, and I was like, holy crap! I won! I won! But all it was telling me was is that I was a top fan. Well, lucky you. Yeah, I uh, was pretty disappointed when it said I was just a top fan. But uh, fast forward a couple hours later, I'm checking at work, and uh, there was a notification, and that was from Riot Fest telling me that I had won the ticket. So I did all the calls, I made Facebook posts, I jumped up and down, I was super excited, um, made calls to the kid, let him know, let him know that, you know, this festival, I'm not gonna tolerate any, uh, when can we go? And this is a lot of walking and I'm tired. 
<laughs> this is going to be a special one, and I'm not going to put up with no crap. <laughs> it's time to tough it out. Exactly. Well, that's pretty rad. Um, who are you uh, really interested in seeing this year at Riot Fest with, with your son? Well, this will be the last time that Slayer plays the Chicago-Milwaukee area, so that's going to be fun. Oh, jeez. That'll also... That'll also be the second time that me and Noah have seen Slayer, so that'll be cool. Your son's seen Slayer more than I have. That's kind of <laughs> bullshit. Well, you know, maybe if I was your dad like I told you I wanted to be, um, you could have seen him. But no, <laughs> you said that's not possible, and you dealt with me crying. It was really mean, so there you go. <laughs> I went and had a son that wanted to spend time with me. <laughs> that's pretty awesome anyway I'm super stoked for you that's like one of yeah. those weird one in a million things and it's funny i i requested Noah on facebook because i saw his thing pop up and i was kind of wondering well, why does he have a facebook all of a sudden and question answered yeah he 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 doesn't like facebook oh he's really so gonna he, hate it now that he's friends with me yeah did he accept your friend request no oh, i don't even sucks. know if he's checking it <laughs> I, I honestly don't think he's checking it. I, I think he's probably going to delete it as soon as uh, possible. I don't know why he doesn't like Facebook, but he really hates it. But he loves Instagram, which is like the lame version of Facebook. So no way. Instagram's way better. Oh, well, I don't know. I'm on team Noah I... for this one. Okay, well, then fine. Add him on Instagram, dummy. <laughs> Other bands that we're excited about, uh, my all-time uh, guilty pleasure, Blink-182, is going to be playing all of Enema of the State, which I'm pretty excited for. Um, the uh, Well, we thought we were going to miss Less Than Jake this October when they come through, but that's no longer an issue because they'll be there. Um, Guar will be fun to watch. Uh, Andrew W.K., uh well i mean but guar and andrew wk are there every single year but i don't always have my son with me seeing as this is his first year so those will be a couple of good times um the b-52s is going to be exciting um well if you're gonna oh, go see the me... b-52s with noah you know what you gotta bring your jukebox money <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like that's kind of inappropriate tannis <laughs> um oh rancid rancid and the descendants those are two of the ones that i'm super super excited about uh rancid is also a band that i used to listen to with noah um when he was a lot younger so that'll be really cool to see them together um i can't remember at the moment who else i'm really excited about is there anything that he's stoked about that your baby not so stoked about that you're just gonna have to grit through and deal with i i don't think so at the moment um because i had not planned on taking him uh originally uh, they i don't think that he'd had much time to spend with the uh, lineup right. and so i mean most of the bands that he knows from that are going to be there are bands that he's known through me. So really, I, I don't think so. Gotcha. 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 
Well, recently, I just, uh, last weekend, last Friday night, um, <clears throat> oh, two Fridays ago, when this comes out, <laughs> I went with my lady, and, uh, she took me to see Weird Owl, his strings attached to her. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was super rad. He played with, a, uh, like, a 42-piece symphony orchestra. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it really added some depth to songs like Jurassic Park. You know, that uh, parody of MacArthur Park? Yeah, yeah, of yeah, course. Having the full live strings and horns with that song was pretty badass. Oh, yeah, I bet. And, and like, 10-year-old me shit his pants when they played Harvey the Wonder Hamster, which is a song they never did live. It's a 30-second song that's just like a marching band tune, pretty much. <laughs> and they just never had the in instrumentation to do that song live, and they knocked it out of the park. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Yeah, it was really fantastic, and we had a really good time. Um, it kind of shined a new light on uh, the previous time that I saw Weird Al, because uh, that was the first time... I, the, this was the second time I saw him, the strings attached to her. The first uh, tour I saw him on was his mandatory fun tour for the last big album he had that came out. And he played yeah. at the Woodland Park Zoo. And that was surreal because the Woodland Park Zoo, if anybody's ever been to a show or a zoo type of show, it's a real big family environment. There's a lot of blankets set out. And, you know, there's no real pit area or anything. People with blankets yeah. and lawn chairs have taken the front row, you know? So it's, it's, it's very much a barbecue vibe. And it was, I yeah. remember that show was really special because um, he started the set off with tacky his cover of pharrell's happy and oh yeah and if i don't know if you've seen that music video from a few years ago or not but it's just him kind of going through all these scenes with different like pop stars or whatever and they're all singing along and dancing in front of this camera that's kind of walking backwards so they're kind of like on a slow chase with the cameras everybody's dancing and having fun well Weird Al has a big screen whenever he plays live and so he started off the show walking through the zoo singing the first verse of tacky Kind yeah. of like they do in the video, and it was pretty rad, and we were all sitting there, oh, where's he going to come out? Where's he going to come out of? Like, And uh, right as like the chorus is about to hit, all of a sudden, the barricade pretty much right in front of us opens, and the fence swings open, and out walks Weird Al in front of us. <laughs> oh, nice. And the dude was like mere feet from me, and he like pointed at me and sang a line, and then pointed at a, a good friend of mine from high school, who I happened to just run into completely random at the show because he lives in florida now and he was up visiting and i just happened to look over ah. and see my buddy jimmy so shout out to jimmy almanza hope you're doing well um but yeah that show was fantastic it, it just started off you know with an excellent vibe just seeing one of my childhood heroes in the flesh a couple feet from me point and sing at me you know i mean it was just like oh shit this is awesome yeah, that's awesome yeah but this recent tour kind of shined uh, that show in a new light to me because it felt a little more special than you know the whole part where Weird Al came out and right in front of me because I realized that show at the Woodland Park Zoo that was the last tour where he was doing any of the Michael Jackson covers or oh, sorry yeah, yeah. parodies yeah no I, I uh, definitely have heard about that yeah so that he's kind of become a big deal yeah and I don't blame him you know like they're two, like, Eat It and Fat are two of his oldest parodies, and at this point, it's like, yeah, I have a giant catalog. I don't I don't need to rely on those anymore, so I don't blame him. Especially with well, having the song Yoda and um, The Saga Begins. He closes the show with a Star Wars block that just burns down the fucking house. 
Nice. And so, I mean, he doesn't he doesn't need the the Michael Jackson closer anymore. He has the Star Wars closer. So I don't blame him well, for just being I, like, I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> I I one hundred percent stand behind the guy on his decision too. I mean. At a certain point, you know, when you hear someone be accused of thing after thing after thing, and you have a couple of songs that are pretty much, you know, they're, they're you know, laughing at, but also, you know, he every, every spoof he did was, you know, kind of held in high regard, you know, like, of the original artist. Um, he was never really like, you know, Hey, look at this piece of shit. I fucking hate him. Um, so it makes sense for him to no longer have that kind of tribute, uh, going on anymore to a person that we've really come to find out a lot of scummy things about. Yeah, for real, for real. And I, yeah. And I, I gotta say seeing a set with Michael Jackson stuff and then a set without it, it, it doesn't take away from anything. And I, I can oh, only yeah. imagine how fucking relieved that dude is to, like, not have to get finished with Eat It, then run off stage to get in that fat suit to come out and sing fat. <laughs> yeah. he, he never has to do that again, and I bet he's very, very stoked about that. But yeah, it was fantastic, and ah, folks, whether you are a huge Weird Al fan or not, or whether you've listened to him in years or not, you owe it to yourselves to go see that dude live once. It's just fun. And it's funny and just silly, and it's it's really crazy, you know. I, mostly, I go to a lot of you know rock shows and under you know more undergroundy shit that isn't so polished, and there really is something else to like see such polished musicianship. Like hey, Tannis. he's had the same backing band for as long as he's had them, but oh my god, like. Those songs just sound exactly like the recordings, and they're not playing with any dubs or anything like that, or any backing tracks. And ah, it's just fantastic. Shout Dennis, out to that I'm gonna band. call you out. What? You don't go to rock shows. The last three bands you saw were all Maroon Five. <laughs> yeah, and they rock. Their singer has <laughs> tattoos. He's pretty metal. <laughs> okay, you got me. You know, you know, I, I get why people, you know, used to think certain things about that guy but ever since he got that blonde hair i'm just like he's a bad boy how can you deny it exactly does he even have blonde hair anymore that's a i don't know i don't know i i honestly don't care oh no of course anyway what else is on your mind what have you been listening to Hmm. what have i been listening to well of course you'd know i'd remember that right off the top of my head and i'm not bringing up my text document notes or anything but I, um, lately I've been listening to the Crystal Fairy album a shit ton. It's something I've been throwing on every now and then over the past couple of years. And uh, Crystal Fairy is a band with, um, oh, God forgive me, I can't remember her name. Uh, she's the singer and guitarist of the band Les Butcherettes, who I saw mm. with Open or, uh, at the Drive-In on their reunion tour a couple of years ago. And uh, on bass is Omar Rodriguez, from At the Drive-In and the Mars Volta, the, the, the guitarist in those bands. Lead guitarist yeah. in At the Drive-In. Um, and then uh, on the on rhythm guitar and drums are Dale Crover and Buzz Osborne from the Melvins. So it's oh, a crazy. little bit of a super group, and it doesn't sound like anything else I've heard. 
Well, Tannis, I am a fan of Maroon 5, so I would say that I am a fan of very heavy rock. <laughs> like I said, tattoos, metal. Shirt off, exactly. Super Bowl, metal. Yes, playing the Super Bowl, super metal. <laughs> Love taking its toll on me, metal. Exactly. Stand, um, standing outside every day in, in the pouring rain, metal. <laughs> yes. I uh, haven't heard of... I haven't heard this Crystal Fairy album. I should probably check it out. Oh, it's it's pretty badass. It's got some serious balls, and I don't know. It's lyrically like a lot. I don't want to say it's a concept album, but it seems like a lot of the songs like involve the same characters, and it's just a really interesting and heavy and ballsy listen. I just, oh, I think it's fantastic. Uh, I've also been listening to Captain Beyond. Still, I can't quit that. I've brought it up a couple of times. I just. That self-titled Captain Beyond album, I can't put it down. I listen to it every week now. It's fantastic. God, I can't get enough of it. I um, think you should do a cover of the Captain Beyond album, you know, like a tribute version of it, and call it I Can't Quit You. <laughs> I Can't Quit You Beyond. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's fantastic. Maybe, maybe I will just do a, a cover of it for you right now. A bong bong Are you rocking yet? A bong I was banging my head so hard, my headphones flew off, and I couldn't hear most of that. Oh, just don't do it again. I mean, I don't need to hear it again. So, oh, you know. Well, no, that was the whole album. It was, I was, yeah, I was, I was head banging so hard that my head. But you know, I don't need to hear it again. So, you know. <laughs> I, I, I'm good at whatever it was that I didn't hear. <laughs> Uh, but uh, other than that, I've been listening to um, Your Enemy. I found I recently found my actual CD copy of Your Enemy's Friends. Um, you are being you are being videotaped. Put out by Buddyhead nice. Records in like two thousand four yeah. or five, I want to say. And that album is great. I think it's fucking fantastic. I like saying things are fucking fantastic, and this definitely goes under that category. You know, I actually think that I got a copy of that. I um, I think I've mentioned to you that I have a sealed vinyl copy of Penance Ray, and oh. the guy who um, that sold it to me off of eBay, he also sent, I think it was a signed copy of Your Enemy's Friends You Were Being Taped, and I think I lost the, the packaging for it. Oh, man. Yeah. It was like in a box. It was like a box. It was weird. I think it was like a special edition too. Yeah, that's so, pretty rad. Yeah, except I like I said, I think it might have gotten lost. Well, if you ever dig it out, I would be willing to definitely trade you or something like that. I'm sure you like yeah, it well enough, you, but are you gonna trade me two rocks and a piece of gum for it? Because <laughs> that's no. exactly what I need. And I'm not going to trade you the uh, copy of Sleep's Dope, Dope Smoker on vinyl that my roommate just got me from Psycho Las Vegas's rare vinyl booth. Oh. Hell yeah. Oh, that happened recently, didn't it? It did happen, and I'm super like jealous. Weekend? I'll give you a little update. My roommate yeah. had a blast. He said it was great. He said Old Man Gloom and Sumac were killing it in the Aaron Turner camp. 
Weed Eater was mm-hmm. his big surprise of the festival. He actually got to hang out with uh, Dixie Dave from Weed Eater after their oh, set nice. at some point, so that was pretty badass for him. Um, he got to see the, you know, the reunited Misfits, which he said was a blast. They were there? Yes. They, um, you, you, know, you heard about Dave Mustaine coming, you know, he, had, he uh, got diagnosed with throat cancer. Correct. Oh, so Megadeth canceled and they yeah. filled in. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's cool. I see. And once I decided that I probably shouldn't go to that fest, I I kind of, I guess I never checked up on it again. And no one around here goes to that festival, so I didn't hear any any word one about it after I stopped checking what the lineup was. Oh yeah, it's it's a blast. Um, I'm already planning on going next year because. Super jealous that I missed this year. And, uh, he said another highlight, though, was uh, Mark Lanigan and Electric Wizard were, of course, fantastic. He got to see uh, Mark Lanigan played outside at the pool stage. So he was in the pool oh, with nice. Mark Lanigan. And uh, Electric Wizard's just phenomenal. He said he was yeah. really surprised by them because he was uh, really familiar with their older catalog. A lot of more of their mm. like, really dirty, doomy, Satan-y stuff. And yeah. um, their newest album, Wizard Bloody Wizard, is a lot more like, for lack of a better term, melodic. Cla- yeah, well, yeah, lack of a better term, classic rock almost. Yeah, like it. It's it's not so much just a, a spiral of doom. It's a it's a well produced uh, cornucopia of doom nowadays. Yes. <laughs> And, uh, I actually his, have wanted wait, to go to that. Oh, one last one. He said his okay. favorite and his biggest surprise, because Greg is mainly a metal guy, and he's really into ska, and um, he's kind of all over the place musically, like you and I. You'd probably get along yeah. with him swelly. Like, you you guys, uh, yeah, I think you would hit it off perfectly. But um, Godspeed, you Black Emperor, was something he said that blew his mind. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I was really stoked that... He was able to enjoy something like that, along with Mogwai as well. He saw some Mogwai, and he was pleasantly surprised by that. So I'm proud of my boy. I'm proud of Greg with the gore tattoos, like, you know, getting down (laughs) with some arty shit. Not that he was ever incapable of it, you know. It's just just cool when you're into something you don't think that many people will get, and then, like, one of your good friends is like, oh, hey, this is great, and I saw it. And I'm just like, yes, it is, isn't it? Let's talk about it more. I have wanted to go to that for like the past three years and it just has not worked out. I actually was thinking about, I was really planning on going to it last year because I didn't have any gigs set up or anything. And I had mentioned it to you and you said you weren't going. And then I was like, well, I'm not going to go by myself. I I go to too much stuff by myself. I wasn't going to fly down to Vegas and just be in Vegas by myself. Yeah, I'm going next year for sure. Me and the me and the gal have already talked about it. So well, as soon as they get announced, maybe, we're just gonna buy our tickets and make our room reservations. Maybe uh, you'll see me there too. Maybe uh, we can like split a room or something. Well, honestly, we're probably we were thinking about just doing our own room thing, like doing it up really on a big vacation. But uh, I know Dave's gonna be going for sure. And Greg plans on going with possibly some other Bremerton people, so I will keep you posted on all of that so you can join in the cavalcade if me and Candy just decide to just get a room just for ourselves. I've never done that with my girlfriend before, or a you know anybody I've ever been with, so I'd really like to go 
go take a real vacation and, you know, just, yeah. If we can afford it, have the room to ourselves. It might very well happen where we need to split a room, and that's fine, too. But, you know, pipe dream goal. You know, so far this episode has been a lot of you disappointing me. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I just want you <laughs> anyway, to I just want you to look at me like my parents look at me, John. That's that's all I ask. <laughs> With a lot of disappointment. Well, I'm here to let you know I've done that for years. <laughs> so, are you finished and so I can talk now? Um, real quick, no, I just one more thing. I just want to cry like a little baby. Oh, through some very, very poor timing the other last Friday morning, I missed out on Mr. Bungle reunion tickets. And then I got to see our old buddy Ooh. Dave got a Mr. Bungle reunion ticket. So, hey, Dave, I love you, man. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I saw him post that, too, and I was like, uh, I didn't even know that that was going oh, on. I'm I guess I'm just not paying attention. Fucking dying inside. That's all I wanted to say about it. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> well, what have you been listening I, I, you to? Know, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say that all of the good fortune seems to shine on me when it comes to the luck with the concerts. So if it has to happen to one of us, I'm glad it happens to me. <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs> you got a kid that doesn't realize you suck yet, so... Yeah, exactly. I'm trying. <laughs> You're to like hiding that pretty good by all this riot fest bullshit. Exactly. And I'm trying to, you know, keep that one, you know, from being a re realization for at least a couple more years. Let's just hope no one doesn't have the John at Riot Fest that me and Dave experienced that me and Dave had. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this John at Riot Fest. Dad, this the year day's is, half uh... done. Hold on. Hold on. One more mixed drink. I got this. Why are you yelling at these people on the train, Dad? You're embarrassing me. He was talking about how much he liked Morrissey. <laughs> anyway, so stuff I've been listening to. I actually, um, I'm actually digging that new Tom York album. And it's really surprising to me because I didn't think that I would dig anything that was after... Um, you know, with the, the few hits, uh, there's a few songs that Radiohead has after Kid A that I, I think are pretty cool. I don't think I've listened to a full album, so I'm really surprised at how much I'm digging this new Tom York album, Anima. Yeah, uh, did you I see the thing on Netflix? Traffic. Did you see I have not. I need to watch it, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Like, I, when, uh, I just... Candy was watching it one day when she was visiting, and uh, I was pretty stoked at how much I actually enjoyed it. Because at first I was like, oh no, anytime Tom York is dancing, it's a bad time for everyone. Yeah. But it I was actually bit... super interesting, and I've never caught myself being like, oh, you know what? Modern interpretive dance is actually pretty cool. But I honestly thought <laughs> that it, it's it's fantastic. It's beautiful and really well orchestrated and really well shot. It's really it's fantastic. It it it's surprising how good this album is. Like they they've been playing a lot of it on Alt Nation, right? At first, you know, when Traffic would come on and not the news, I was like, ugh, ugh Tom York's being Tom York. 
this isn't interesting. And then one day at, at, towards the end of traffic, I don't know how well this is going to come out when I explain it, but there's like this really famous techno melody. Um, it's like, it's almost like cliche techno melody. And you, you kind of, at the end of traffic, there is this melody that's really broken and sounds like it's like, like decaying. And it kind of reminds me of that. And I went, wow, that is fucking genius. And then all of a sudden I went, this is a great song. I, I don't know, like just something clicked at that moment. I went, this is, this is really great. And then I became obsessed with it. I've been listening to that a shit ton. Um, also this week, the new King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard came out called Infest the Rat's Nest, which is awesome because it kicks ass it's like in that same motorhead vibe that uh the other tracks it's it's all that that it's all heavy it's all thrashy it's all awesome but it couldn't have come out at a better time uh so i can get really familiar with it before i see them next saturday and possibly friday i'm no longer i mean there's still a chance that if i make it to milwaukee I still might go see Black Flag, but I did watch a video of them performing, I think, last year at something in like San Francisco or, or maybe it might not even even been last year. It might have been like last month. Um, maybe it was San Diego. I don't know. But all I know is that Mike Vallelee sounds like a real second rate Henry Rollins. And I don't know if I want to put up with that. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, but so I don't even know if I'm going to make it to Milwaukee next Friday or I, this I Friday. Wish, I wish Flag would tour. Y'all, I saw Flag. See, I bet that, that I bet that was awesome. Amazing. Oh, it was incredible. I was up in front. It was, yeah, they, they killed it. I mean, uh, Keith Morris, Keith Morris is older than my dad, and he still gets up there and fucking kills it. Um. And everyone else there, uh, Stephen Edgerton, I think he plays those guitar parts probably better than Greg, Greg Ginn could ever do. From The Descendants? Uh, and, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. I didn't realize uh, he was and, doing that. Yeah, and Bill Stevenson was drumming. Um, Chuck Dukowski was on bass. Des Catino was on second guitar. And then Keith Morris left the stage for the Des Catino songs. And, and he sang those songs, and that was fucking incredible, too. And then they came back, and they uh, they did do My War because Chuck wrote that song. I mean, it was just it was just all the great stuff. You know, all the stuff, because uh, a lot of, there was a lot of stuff uh, from Damaged that Des had done vocals on before Henry Rollins took over. Mm -hmm. So they did all of that stuff. It was, yeah, it was just awesome. I mean, the only way it probably could have been better is if Henry Rollins did the damage songs, but I was so happy with what I got. I mean, it was an, it really was an incredible performance. I do wish that they would go back out on tour. Yeah, I missed I mean, my if, chance to see that, and it bums me out. If they were, if that, if it was Flag playing on Friday night, I'd have it would be no contest. If I could make it to Milwaukee in order to see, it, I'd go see Flag. Um, but most likely, I if I don't have to work too late on Friday. I'm going to hightail it over to Milwaukee. Um, 
watch King Gizzard that night and then drive down to Seattle the next day and watch him again. Seattle? Uh, I mean, Let's Chicago. Say, you fucking asshole. You're in yeah, state no, and you're not even telling me? <laughs> First of no. all, there's Milwaukee and Washington. My mind is blown. <laughs> Yeah, and King Gizzard played in Seattle last Sunday, so yeah. that would be really, really bad time. Much like the Psycho Las Vegas pictures, that was tough to see those pictures roll in on Facebook. What, the King Gizzard ones? Yeah, yeah. What were you doing Sunday night? Uh, Not having enough money to go see King Gizzard, because oh, I gotta take care of dude. shit. Like, my car's squeaky, I need new glasses... And a plethora of plethora of other responsibility first things that I have to take care of before I start buying all these tickets for all these shows that I'm going to this fall. Tannis, Botox is taking up too much of your money. You don't need it. I've told you this before. Well, how else am I gonna look cute forever? <laughs> Fair point. Um the last album that I wanted to talk about that I, I every so often I'll see these uh, Facebook ads and usually it's like, do you like rock and roll? Do you like rock and roll in the vein of Creed and Nickelback? And I'm like, oh, God, no. Why? Why would they do this to me? But uh, I got really um, interested in this band because their name, which was Loudness War. And they were saying something about how, you know, this was this is recorded to have all the fuzz and, and, you know, it's like super saturated. We're putting the limits to tape, essentially. Right. Have you heard of Loudness War? No. I clicked on the video and I was like, this is this is kind of like. Um, I don't know if, if I want to say a more focused, but it's like. Uh, maybe it is kind of a more focused King Gizzard. I, I got their newest album. I really like it. I listen to the whole thing, and it's got hooks. It's kind of like if King Gizzard and uh, uh, Uncle Acid mixed together. Right. Yeah, it is. It's pretty fucking awesome, and it, it's it's fuzzy. It's loud. I mean, it was everything that they said it was, and that's weird. It's odd when I read like you know uh, a description of a band. And then I go, oh, yeah, they were completely correct on what they said this band was going to be. Usually it's like, have you ever taken the idea of God and mixed it with the sun? And then you will love our new band, Farty McFartface. Fart, fart, fart. Well, it, like, it's... I mean, that, al sounds. that album is pretty good. Anything <laughs> after Fart, 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 I'll pass on. They kind of sold out after that one exactly they stopped putting in so many farts yeah and that's when i was like guys are you really even farty mcfartface anymore <laughs> yeah. are you just a band playing farty mcfartface songs you know uh before we go i i know that we thought this was going to be a short episode because we didn't have a lot to talk about but I do have to bring up something that's been bothering me for a long time. Okay. And that is why do people feel the need to tell you how cool your shirt is when they don't know what it is and they've never heard of the band and then they get really annoyed when you start talking about the band? 
Well, everything up to the really annoyed when they start when you start talking about the band, um, is completely understandable because I've done that before. I like, guess. Whoa, I, I who's just... that band? Oh, this is. Oh, you know what? That's how I found out about Sumac. Yeah, well, this it, dude it, had a Sumac shirt on at a at a comedy open mic, and I was like, oh. What's what's that? That's a sick shirt. Is that like a band? He's like, yeah, it's Sumac. It's uh, have you ever heard of ISIS? And I was like, well, yes, of course. The band, not the terrorist organization. He was like, correct, Mundo, the exact one, my dear boy. And then he told me, yeah, it's uh, Aaron Turner from ISIS and Old Man Gloom's newer band. And that was when their first out, al- right around when their first album came out, or a year after or so. so. Well, but, okay, so but I didn't get annoyed different. at him. I didn't get annoyed at him. When he wanted to tell me about this band that I inquired about. <laughs> yeah, see, the the difference is when you're asking something because you're genuinely interested, and uh, that that is that's like the whole point of wearing the band shirts. And I think that's really what I'm getting at is, um, you know, when I'm I'm uh, talking, you know, like say I'm going somewhere or I'm playing a gig. Or I'm walking around like this morning. The uh, pop station, um, they this pop station in town. They they have a Mountain Dew Hummer that drives around, and they give out kickstarts and sodas and whatever. And so I ran over while I was at the gas station uh, to grab a kickstart, and I was wearing my MGMT um, uh, Glooby Loop shirt. And actually, the the girl inside the place. Uh, when I was buying my waters, she was like, hey, what is that? And I was like, have you heard of MGMT? And she's like, the band? And I was like, yeah. She's like, yeah. And I go, yeah, that's it's, it's their shirt. You know, you can't really see because it's MGMT kind of looks like a uh, like a Kellogg's logo. Yeah. And the rest looks like a the cover of a cereal box. Gotcha. Um, so it's not super obvious, but she asked. And she's like, the band is like, yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I thought it was like a Rick and Morty thing. And we actually had a conversation. The That conversation that we had usually does not happen. It, when I went to go get the Kickstart from the guys, uh, the one dude's like, hey, I like your shirt. And I was like, oh, you, you know, are you familiar with MGMT? And he was still, it was kind of like a little bit more what I was talking about interaction. But they were still like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know that band. Yeah. What I hate is when it's like, I when I wear my Stooges shirt, and people are like the stooges like the three stooges and i'm like no it's a band it's you know like iggy pop and the stooges and like i don't like rock and roll and i'm like then don't talk to me (laughs) the only time that this you know should be a good situation the only time that i'm not gonna get annoyed when someone's just pointing at me and like i guess talking to me for no reason because they're not actually looking to engage with me um i guess the only time that i would care when someone is that clueless and they don't listen to that kind of music they don't want to find out more about the bands but they still want to try to talk to me for some reason if it was a girl that i was attracted to but thankfully none of them ever talked to me (laughs) (laughs) all right that's it for me. Man, you got that off your chest. That was bugging you. <laughs> Holy shit. Are you good now? It is something that I was uh, thinking about like all week. <laughs> uh, no, I don't have anything else to uh, add, John. D- do you? Okay. I don't. I think we should call it. 
All right. Well, we thank you all for listening. Oh, wait. We need to tell our listeners what the next episode's going to be. John, oh, this was your goodness. pick. Why don't you tell everybody what album they need to be listening to before? Uh, Actually, I think this was your pick. Oh, it was my pick, but you introduced yeah, me to this album to begin with, so uh-huh. it's been confusing me ever since we recorded it. <laughs> yeah, because I picked Granddaddy. Yeah, which just came out, and I picked Wilco's Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. So that is going to be our the next album review. 2000 classic, Yankee mm. Hotel mm. Foxtrot. Hmm. Uh, yes, I'm super excited to talk about that one. It's one you introduced me to, and it was a, a lot of fun recording that and really fleshing out what we loved about the album. Although, yes. for any astute listeners, if you can remember this little piece of information for uh, next week's Wilco episode, when I'm discussing the song Poor Places, and I'm talking about how the piano line reminds me of a song that I think is from The Who's Quadrophenia, I'm thinking about the song Quadrophenia by The Who. So ah. I felt dumb about that ever since we recorded it, and I just wanted to clear the air real quick. I see. All right. Well, now that we've gotten <laughs> the air cleared on that one, and I can actually sleep tonight, I think it's time that we bid the audience adieu. All right, folks. Well, from me, from John, thanks for listening, and I bid you all a good day and good night. Goodbye. Yep.